Hey listeners, it's Vanessa. Welcome to the Mental Endurance Podcast. This show was first started as a special mini-series over on the Iron Woman Podcast, so our first 11 episodes may be familiar to some of you as they were released there first. We're sharing them here as well on our very own feed to make sure you don't miss out on them. I'm excited to bring you more new episodes each week, so be sure to hit that subscribe button to get your new episodes every Monday. Hi athletes, and welcome to episode one in this Iron Woman special mini-series. It's called Train Your Mind, and that's because it's exactly what we're here to do. My name is Vanessa Forrester, and you might remember that I was a guest on the show with Haley and June. Well, I'm back, and my goal is to offer you something juicy each week that you can take, apply in your life, and see results. You may call it mental toughness, mental strength, mental resilience. I call it mental endurance because it directly relates to what we, as endurance athletes, are already familiar with in the physical sense. I believe that our brains are an underutilized performance tool, and I want to change that. All right, let's dive right in. I don't mess around. Today, I want to set the foundation for where we're going in this series. There is an important concept I want to offer that when I first learned it, it drastically opened my eyes to a different perspective. It's the difference between what you do and who you are. And I first learned this as it applies to us in a work environment as in the difference between what you do for a living and who you get to be. But just like so many other concepts, ideas, examples, what applies in life can also apply in sport and vice versa. So no matter what job you do or sport you participate in, you get to show up as you, be you, act like you. Success, an emotion that most of us want to feel on and off the race course, is not something you're given from a job or a race ranking. It's something you are. And again, when I first learned this, it changed everything because it meant I no longer had to wait for something or someone else to feel successful. I am a successful person. So therefore, I'm successful at whatever I do. Do you see the difference? You can decide this too. You can decide to be the kind of person that you are and allow and bring in, these are the experiences you're going to have as this person. When nothing out there determines who you are. Stick with me here because very often we look to our inner circle, our friends and family, our coaches, or even our race results to figure out who we are. We ask, what do they think? And we wait to decide based on them. Instead of being and deciding who we are, and taking that person wherever we go. What you do in your life is very results-oriented. Your training, your work, what you do on a daily basis, your actions determine the results that you get. Conversely, who you are is determined by what you think. Now, ultimately, what you think will determine the actions you take. But if you're taking action from a negative place, then it may not be coming from the person you want to be. So for example, if the result you want is a PR or to get on the podium at your next race, and the action you're taking is pushing yourself to the max in every training session and training so much that you're not leaving time and space for adequate rest and recovery or even focusing on nutrition and hydration enough, 
you may very well get the result that you want, but you may not be being true to who you are and who you want to be, which will make it unsustainable. So here's the key. You could still have the result of a successful race, but you will have to identify yourself as successful and not let the result determine that for you. Let me say that again. You will have to identify yourself as successful and not let the result of the race determine that for you. And because how you do anything is how you do everything, think about this in terms of like relationships in your life or your job. Instead of asking, what do I want this relationship to be like? Ask yourself, who do I want to be in this relationship or in all of my relationships? Or what kind of person do I want to be in my career? How do I want to show up? Who do you want to be in the relationship with yourself? Who do you want to be in your training? That distinction between who you are and what you do can change everything. Because if you focus on who you are, it will ultimately determine what you do. But if you're looking outside of yourself at what you do to figure out who you are, you will struggle because you're only results focused instead of mind focused. There's this book I recommend called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. I've read this book a few times and by the second time I was putting these 13 things through the what I'm calling what you do versus who you are filter. And I asked this question, is the fact that they don't do it determining who they are or is who they are determining what they don't do? I want to share the 13 things and talk about them as they relate to who you want to be in the world versus what you do. And I'm also going to add in a layer of mental endurance to connect to how this relates to us as endurance athletes. Number one, they don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. They don't waste energy or time feeling sorry for themselves. Thoughts like, poor me, take away your power and creative energy to solve problems. Athletes that build mental endurance practice the art of problem solving day in and day out. And they check those thoughts like poor me at the door. Number two, they don't give away their power. And we're talking emotional power here. Often we do this by blaming others, expecting others to make us feel better, or looking to others to make decisions for us. And when we do that, we give away all of our power. If you want to build more mental endurance, you have to take 100% responsibility for your own feelings and actions. Number three, they don't shy away from change. Change requires effort and brain power, which is why most of us don't like it. But when you can handle your emotional life, when you have that handle on it, you embrace change. Things like last minute schedule changes or race changes add a challenge, but don't throw you off your game. Number four, they don't focus on the things they can't control. The way I want to explain this one is by clearly differentiating between what it is you cannot change and what you can. The only things you cannot change are circumstances. What you can change are your thoughts. Our experience of circumstances happens in our thoughts. Mental endurance comes from not focusing on what you cannot control, your circumstances, but on what you can change, your thoughts. 
The easiest example here is the weather on a training or race day. The weather is a neutral circumstance. What you choose to think about it and how you show up despite it is what you can control. On to number five. They don't worry about pleasing everyone. Usually, when you spend energy pleasing others, you don't take care of yourself. You're too busy pleasing everyone else to connect with what you need. And often we do this so that those people will like us at the expense of being authentic to ourselves. Number six, they don't fear taking calculated risks. Athletes who are mentally strong or have mental endurance take on the challenge without fear or less fear because the worst that could happen is a feeling. And I'll get into more on what I mean about that in a later episode. Number seven, they don't dwell on the past. Similar to number four, in that they don't focus on things they can't control, when we think about our past, we're creating new stories about our past, often arguing with the past, which frankly does not serve us. Like that past race result that we just can't let go. Practice mental endurance by learning from and just simply releasing the past. Number eight, they don't make the same mistakes over and over and over again. They learn from their mistakes. And honestly, the most basic reason why is that they're paying attention. They're tuned in. They are aware. So when you're going through the motions in your training, reconnect to the effort. Be intentional because you're building mental endurance that way. Number nine, they don't resent other people's success. Ooh, I love this one because we've all been there. At the finish line, pissed having just missed our goal while a friend or a teammate smashed their goal. But the key is not to make other people's success mean something negative about you. Let it inspire you. Let it excite you. Let it be your example of what's possible for you. Number 10, they don't give up after the first failure. Not the first, the second, or even the fifth. Let's normalize failing, shall we? Because it truly is the only path to success. If you've been in the sport long enough, you know. You don't know what works without knowing what doesn't work. Number 11, they don't fear time alone. This is an interesting one for us as endurance athletes because we tend to spend a lot of time alone. And if you don't like to be alone, it's probably because you don't like to be alone with your own thoughts. But when you take care of your mind, when you pay attention, when you fuel creativity, then you combat boredom. And once again, the more time that you can spend alone in your own thoughts in training, the more likely you are to be successful in doing so in a race environment. Number 12, they don't feel like the world owes them anything. So here's my advice to you. Avoid slipping into entitlement because frankly, it just feels terrible and you're giving your power away. Do you feel like the world or your training or your coach owes you? And is that how you want to feel? Number 13, we made it. They don't expect immediate results. Mm, This is juicy because we all want it. And endurance, physical and mental, is a long game. And consistency is the name of the game but we're all constantly bombarded with marketing about quick fixes that provide instant gratification. 
Case in point, that new gear upgrade you want. We don't want to have to fail multiple times, or even worse, we don't want to feel negative emotion. But are you willing to be someone who works towards their goals consistently consistently over time without the expectation of immediate results? Because the more that you can believe that it's all working, the more successful you will be over time. So that's all 13 of them. And the common denominator of all of them is they are made up of who you want to be. You are not defined by what you do. The way we need to define ourselves should be by who we are. Then it doesn't matter what we do. We get to be who we are at our core. Ultimately, though, there is one very important thing we must do. We have to decide who we are. We have to decide who we are. We love to spend time deciding on what job we should have or where we should go race next when we should be spending time deciding who we are, deciding how we define ourselves as athletes and humans. I want you to think about this difference for you. How do you define yourself? Do these characteristics apply to you? Do you consider yourself a mentally strong, or in other words, an athlete with mental endurance as well as physical endurance? Or are you trying to define yourself by external factors like race results, pace, watts, kudos from others? Can you notice how when you focus on who you are versus what you do, you get so much more empowerment and control? I'm really, really interested to know what you all think about this. So what I want to do with these episodes is I want to add a layer of conversation to this series. I'll share my own email address in just a second for you to let me know what you think on this topic, plus share any questions you have. I'll ask for questions for the next several episodes, and then I'll do an episode devoted primarily to the questions I receive. So get ready to write down my email address. Here it is. Vanessa at Vanessa I'll spell it. That's V-A-N-E-S-S-A at V-A-N-E-S-S-A-F-A-Y-E-F-O-E-R-S-T-E-R dot com. And we'll have that linked in the show notes as well. That's it for this episode. Until next week. You have been listening to a special series as part of the Iron Woman podcast. This episode was produced by Live Feisty Media and edited by me. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Zelio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Gooder Sunglasses, Orca Sportswear, Form Swim Goggles, and the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.